It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. You know, we declared at the beginning of this year, 2022, we're coming for you. And uh, we're taking new ground in a new year. This idea that God, um, yes, sometimes when we have to kind of, you know, hold our ground, absolutely. Yet, there's so much more that God wants for us. There's so much more ground, so much more promise, so much more of God's purpose and power and provision and lots of other great things, starting with P. Um, So we launched the series called Warrior, and then we're backing off that, or coupling off that, with this series we launched last week called Advance, which, you know, I like to think that the name says it all. And last week I talked about the importance of wisdom, how we we will advance if we place wisdom at the top of our list of things to want to grow in in 2022. That knowledge matters and wisdom matters more. And Solomon wrote a whole book, well, we've put it into a book called the Book of Proverbs, and all wise sayings and observations from Solomon. Uh, And he himself encourages us to place the pursuit of wisdom, seeking wisdom at the top of our list. So that was last week. Uh, You can catch that on our podcast if you missed that. Um, Today I wanna talk about advance with work. Now I could have called this advance at work, advance with your work, advance in your work. So it's all of those things, right? This idea that, you know, for some people, Some people see work as a chore to kind of endure so that we can get to the stuff that we want to enjoy. You know, I'm just living for the weekend. Is it is it Friday yet? TGIF, come on now. And uh, or you know the the holiday. You know, I'm just getting through the 11 months so I can take my holiday. Or or, or the retirement. You know, boy, bring on 65 uh, for the only reason that I get to retire. I don't want to be 65, but at least I'll be able to retire. And I'd like to contend that, you know, for many of us, we will spend our kind of eligible years working, uh, eligible working years, spend about a third of our lives working. And that being the case, why not take more ground? Why not use work and allow God to use our work to take more ground in joy, in peace, in influence? In purpose, you know, this, this colossally large chunk of our lives, God can and wants to, to use that. Now, today's just a one-off message, uh, and it's very much a companion to a series we did probably about two years ago called Made for Mondays. Uh, and again, this is available on our podcast, and I think this was about a four-week series. And we really try to bring out the, the, the idea that work's a gift, and work's an opportunity, and work's something that God wants to do something for us, in us and through us in our marketplace, uh, in our careers. Now, let me just start by busting uh, what may be a lingering myth. Some of you, if you've been orbiting in the church sphere for any length of time, some of you may have heard this. I'm gonna ask you in a minute if you have. Some of you may have heard this. Some of you haven't. And if you haven't, good for you, trust me. But you're about to hear it and then I'm gonna bust it. And so if you do hear it in the future, you'll be able to say, I don't think that's correct. Um, So this is the myth. The myth goes that work was God's punishment for humanity's disobedience. 
that, that there was a time when God had created Adam and Eve and that they, that they were living resort style in the Garden of Eden. They had the, the lounge chair. They had the drinks with the little umbrellas. They were able to binge as much Netflix as they wanted. And get this, God even disabled that pesky, shameful, are you still watching pop-up. I mean, this is how good it was for them. No Netflix shaming. And, and, then, and then they ate from the tree that God said, don't eat from that. And then God swooped in and said, all right, Adam and Eve, party's over, get to work. That, that's the myth. Has anyone heard that myth? Uh, Nikki, yeah, okay. Okay, only one. Good, yeah. Well, I have, and so is Nikki, but if you haven't, good. Well, now you have, but it's a myth. And the reason I know it's a myth is really there's two reasons I know it's a myth. Number one, God is the first ever self-employed recorded being in all of history. And what He started off doing was working, creating the heavens, the earth, the animals, and then ultimately humanity. And then He took the first ever recorded weekend in history. So He modelled work. He didn't back off. He didn't say... And then, there's, and then there's this other little thing that helps bust the myth. It's called the Bible. And when you read it, you read that that's not this myth. That's ex- that is not how things happen. Here it is. This is how things happen. And it's just one sentence. God took the man. So God had just created Adam. Hadn't created Eve yet. So, you know, trouble wasn't on the... Oh, yeah. uh, God took the man and set him down in the Garden of Eden to work the ground and keep it in order. The first gift, the first opportunity that God gave to humanity through Adam was actually to work, to, get, to, create, to be able to create stuff, to have a purpose beyond just lounging around. Now, by the way, if you think that work is a curse, if work is punishment, then please stop praying to God for Him to work in your life. That's just cruel, okay? God, no work for you because I don't want you to punish Let me tee off with something that Paul wrote to the church in Colossae. Now, if you've got your uh, Bible app and you can unlock your phone with a mask on, then how about you do that? Pop it open to Colossians chapter three. So this is a letter that Paul, one of the kind of entrepreneurs of the early church, wrote to a, a church in a place called Colossae. And he framed this perspective on work that is so mind-blowing, but it's actually, it's become for me a very true north kind of uh, directive. Incidentally, and you'll, I'm about to show you this, this slice of the letter, he actually wrote to slaves or servants. The thing about slaves and servants is they don't have choices. You do what you're told to do, when you're told to do it, how you're told to do it, and that's it. Whether you like it or not, you don't get to vote, you don't get to protest. You, well, you can protest and then you can become unemployed. So he's writing to him, and this is what he wrote to the, this isn't, isn't what he wrote to the self-employed, to the CEOs, to the managing directors. He wrote this to the slaves or the servants. Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters. And don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Don't just switch the screensaver off from solitaire when you hear your boss walking down towards your cubicle. Don't do the minimum that'll get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident that you'll get paid in full 
when you come into your inheritance. This, Paul's framing this idea that ultimately, no matter what our job is, no matter where we are on the, the, the food chain, on, that, that, that God is ultimately the one that we're working for and we ultimately honour him by bringing our best into our work. Solomon, the wise one, and we're gonna riff on him quite a bit today, he wrote this, put, in, put God in charge of your work, then what you planned will take place. That, that, that God is ultimately the one we're working for. So the starting point to, 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 to having purpose, greater purpose in and with our work is to commit your work to God. Know that you're working for Him, not just for your boss and not just for your clients. Now, I acknowledge that not everyone is as committed to their work as some other people. I know that. You know that. In fact, this week, I, I found some tweets from people who tweeted about how they got fired from a job in their past. Here's the first one. Called in sick to go to a Who concert. My picture ended up on the front page of the paper. It was hanging in the office the next day. Her last day at work. Well, this one, my friend vented on Facebook about how much she hated her job and accidentally tagged her boss. They fired her in the comments. Not sure if that's legal, but it happened. And this one, when my boss caught me dozing at my desk, I raised my head and slowly said, amen. <laughs> I'm not sure that's about how you commit your work to God, but anyway. I like something that Martin Luther King Jr. said. He said, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. It, it, this is about honoring God, bringing our best, glorifying him, not just doing the, the least we can get away with because ultimately there's an opportunity in our work is, beyond making money is making a difference. Making a difference in our lives, making a difference in our sphere. And this might sound a little antithetical, but God can even use you in a job that you don't enjoy because I'm just, you know, I'm not gonna ask you to put your hands up, but Possibly some of you are currently in a job you don't particularly enjoy, but God can still use you in that. It might not be that you're in that job as a life sentence. I don't know. Um, but, but while you're there, God can still use you. In fact, this isn't something else that Solomon wrote. God cares about honesty in the workplace. Good. Your business is his business. He's interested. He wants to be involved. So Solomon, he, he pointed us to role models that we can learn from when it comes to work. He encourages us to learn from the ants. I know, it sounds a bit odd, right? But let me ask you this. Presumably you've all seen an ant in your life. Have you ever seen an ant just sitting around? Like ever? Like, or a group of them just sitting around like, how's your day, Ted? Yeah, going good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Glad for smoke, oh boy, I've been working all morning. Solomon wrote this, you lazy fool. And in, in the Bible, when you call it a fool, it's, it's pretty bad. Look at the ant. Watch it closely. Let it teach you a thing or two. Nobody has to tell it what to do. 
All summer it stores up food, it harvested stockpiles provisions. So how long are you gonna laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there, sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dirt poor life, poverty, your permanent house guest. Now, Psalm is not encouraging us to become workaholics, you know, to get married to our job. He's saying, when it's time to work, work hard, work well, add value. And if you don't, if you're choosing to do the, the, the least you can get away with, well, just as long as I don't get fired, what's the bare minimum I can get away with? Or do just do stuff that's just sloppy and careless and you couldn't be bothered. Uh, that's actually a recipe for scarcity in your future. So it's a warning. Don't just do the bare minimum. You know, if you're starting a new job, literally explicitly ask your boss what they require of you and then exceed their expectations. If you're launching a new business, when you meet with a client, ask them the question, how can I add value to your business? Like my business is helping you grow your business. If you're wanting to move beyond your current job, you know, you want to get out of there or you, or you want a promotion. Again, this is this idea of what's, what's the expectations and how can I then try and exceed them? Uh, last week, Louisa, my wife, was uh, up here just sharing how she started a new job. Same school, uh, but got a promotion. Nice pay rise too, by the way. Um, and... Uh, and it's a dream job, like she loves it. Like she's out the door, so excited every single day, loves it. it, it it's, it's, it's hard, she comes home like, you know, like exhausted, but loves it, just loves it. And, and you know, you can hear someone like that and like, yeah, good for you, sucks to be me, but good for you. The power in Louisa being, you know, sharing that she's in her dream job in 2022, the, the power of that story lies in the backstory. And I won't give you the whole backstory, but a couple of the highlights is that we moved, we were living interstate, we moved back to Perth about 12 years ago. And uh, the first job that Louis got, in other words, she was applying for a range of jobs, the first job that she actually got, because uh, neither of us had a job when we were re-entering Perth, uh, was, was a receptionist job at her previous high school. Uh, which Tara was a student at the time, uh, a receptionist job. Now, Louis's not an administrator person, not a receptionist. Um, and, and you even have to wonder, like, what would it have been like to go back to your old school and just, just, just be the receptionist, which I don't feel that way about receptionists, but I'm just saying. Uh, some people might put that on her. And uh, she was in this education space, hadn't worked in the education space before, and she started to get this vision for her life, for the next season of her life, that, to actually become a teacher. So in addition to working full-time, she enrolled in university studying part-time, although took on extra loading. And she worked all day and studied all night, every night, all weekends, Saturday, Sunday, late, pulled some all-nighters, you know, as, as and when required and uh, got her qualification as a teacher. Um, started her first job in a primary school setting, hated it. Didn't hate the kids, didn't hate the, the teaching, she just didn't like her boss very much. Which, by the way, is a leadership clue if, if you're in leadership, is that people often leave leaders despite liking the job because they don't like you. Um, it's true. Uh, 
So she, but, but here's the thing. While she was in that job working for somebody that she didn't like, she prayed on her way to school every single day, how can I add value to this school? Because I'm ultimately working for God, my real master, and I wanna honour him and bring glory to him. That was her attitude every single day on the way to work. She continues studying. She's got four degrees now. It's like, anyway. It's humiliating to be married to her. So. <laughs> and uh, then moved into a high school uh, teaching job and, and, and liked it, but like was, was wanting more, more opportunity, more influence. Well, fast forward is now she's the head of years 10, 11, 12, something, something at one of um, Perth's largest high schools. I don't even know where it is. She just leaves and comes back. Um, it's in WA somewhere. But, the, but the, the, Louis' superpower to be now enjoying her dream job was that every single day she knew she was ultimately working for God. And, ulti- and every single day she would ask the question, how, God, how can I add value in my role today? How can I add value with the students? How can I add value with my colleagues? How can I add value with the principal? How can I add value when I interrupt, interact with the parents? How can I add Value. When you add value, people like that. <laughs> they like that. Everyone likes that. Contrast that with something that Solomon wrote. And this, I love this. The Bible's hilarious. The lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I might be killed. And you read that, and you're like, what? Well, let me, let me translate that for you. It's not my job. The lazy person exclaims, it's not my job. The lazy person exclaims, I, I could be bothered. The lazy person claims, what do I get in return? Well, first of all, a paycheck. Uh, but the person that understands they're working for God doesn't ask these sorts of questions. So you can either make excuses or you can make progress but you can't make both. And so we progress when we ask this very simple yet very powerful, very profound question, how can I add value? Not what's the least I can get away with here. How can I add value? Michael Jordan famously said, winners always want the ball. So here's a key question for you, for me, in our, in, in our work, again, we're not talking about becoming workaholics, but when we're working, how can I add value? Now, little bonus tip, and I, it was a clue in Louis's story, is one way to add value is to make yourself more valuable. And we make ourselves more valuable by growing in our capacity, by ongoing Here's what I like to say to people. Become the CEO of your own personal and professional development. Put yourself in courses. Send yourself to webinars. Buy books for yourself. Listen to podcasts that will invest in you. And as your capacity grows, you can even be doing some of the similar things in the similar role, but now you're doing them better, more effectively. You've added, added, added more value because you've made yourself 
more valuable. And here's, the, here's the little uh, bonus tip that I want to uh, nearly end on is don't merely invest in the technical aspects of your job, career, business. Also invest in your interpersonal and leadership skills. Because you can be the best in a technical sense and people can't stand you. And, and that, that will be your lid, not the technical side. So do both. And, and, I'm, and I'll give Louis the shout out for this. She very much does both. And, and I'm gonna say something that, it, it, I'm not trying to uh, run her colleagues down by saying this, but Louis tells me that there's a number of teachers in her sphere who are very good teachers, but very limited humans. And it's this that's their lid. It's this that, 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 that causes them to get frustrated. It's this that causes other people to get frustrated. And so Louis' journey has been very much one of improving the technical side of things and the personal leadership side of her uh, journey and, and do both. So final word from Solomon here. You know the good thing about masks too, by the way, like you can't fall asleep. I mean, if there were like eye masks, it, anyway. Well, you can, but it just, I'd know. Solomon wrote this, a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. The trustworthy person will get a rich reward, but a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. So here's what I wanna do before I hand over to myself, is um, I wanna pray for you if you wanna advance with work, in your work, with your business, in your job, whatever that advancing looks like, by the way, because you'll know, it, it could be a promotion, it could be a different job with another company, it could be that you have a business and you're wanting to grow that this year. If, if just that big idea of in 2022, having opportunities to take new ground in your work arena, if that's you, how about you stand and I wanna pray for you. And you know your story, God knows your story, I'm just gonna pray for the sort of stuff that uh, I think will help this become a reality for you this year. So God, I thank you that you bless us with the opportunity to work, to contribute, to create, to add value, to live with purpose. And this year, God, we commit our work, our careers, our business to you and, and better recognize that you're ultimately who we work for. You're ultimately our master. You're ultimately the one that we're serving. And God, I pray for opportunities. I pray for perspectives. I pray for strength, the sorts of things that are gonna allow us to, to know what to do and have the wisdom to do it and have the commitment to do it daily, weekly, monthly in our jobs, in our businesses, in our careers, in our studies, God, that you'll use these arenas to help us grow as individuals, to grow in influence, to grow as leaders and, and to add value, to add value to, our, to the marketplace, to add value to, the, to, the, to our employers, to add value to our clients, to add value to our colleagues, those we ultimately interact with day to day. And that is a consequence that we will, when it's quitting time every day, we'll, we'll, we will be able to quit 
for the day and know that you're smiling, that you're pleased because we brought our best. Amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.